Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Kasher. And I'm the star, Natasha Legera. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special guest here with us this, this evening. Uh, our friends, uh, Bert and Leanne Kreischer. Say hi, everybody. Hey guys, it's the machine. My shirt's off. I'm drinking Tito's. Yeah, no, his, his tits are out right now. I it's made really him put hot. his shirt on. Well, we did get a message from our producer that you specifically requested Tito's, and they went and bought you. I would say a comedic, are you serious? Yeah, a comedically large bottle of Tito's. I just said to someone today, I was like, I wish that I like. I'm cool with my branding. I get it. I drink. Okay, I'm cool with it. You mean like, cool with it? You cultivated. I started it, it but yeah. I but I wish I had some. I wish I had a little bit of introspection as I was a younger man to be like, so this will be it, huh? Oh, like yeah. people don't even technically want to see me do stand up; they just want to see me drink. Though there was somebody, something. Somebody you drink said, on stage? That's your no, thing. No, I don't. No. But they, but they think I'm obliterated. Oh. They're like, ah, oh, he's wasted. Somebody You're was like, saying something about a tell old show. Um, uh, what was the show? Night the, Insomniac. Insomniac. They were like, the thing about that show is that when he comes to town, they're having the most hardcore wild night of their lives with Dave Attell. Yeah. But he's taping like 30 nights in a row. So he's having someone's wildest night every night of his life. I feel like that. I feel like that entirely because I tell everyone, and I do because I'm because I wanted that when I was younger, but I go, after the show, I'm going to go to the bar and hang out. And uh, and if you guys want to come and take a picture, get a beer, hang out with me, please feel free. You hang out with the crowd I after hang out your with the crowd. I am a honeypot for spinal meningitis. Uh. <laughs> Wait, I don't get anyway, it. Spinal meningitis is, is contagious, and people get it. It's like one. It's contagious? Oh, yeah. That's viral meningitis. 
Spinal meningitis. I don't know, but viral meningitis is happening. Uh, if you're going to speak on the vi- co- podcast, don't correct me, please. <laughs> Shut <okay>? up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If she's going to speak, she's one of our guests. I can't believe you guys do this for a living. What? That you guys hang out together for a living. I, that it would make me crazy. Every what, time- is this? what is this, Jackie Gleason over here? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny? Is I, I work for him every day. So we do work together every day. Is that right? What do you what yeah. do you do for the Chrysler Empire? For the Chry- I do I answer tons of emails. I run all of his merch. Whoa. Well, I mean Bert is probably taking care of the kids the whole day. So <laughs> it's good that you You're right. You're absolutely right. It's nice that you like, you know, do your part. I, I try. I try. I am a worse fucking parent. Where did you guys meet? Let's start there. We met here. We have different stories as to when we first met. I don't oh, remember. Oh, because he was in a blackout for the first three <laughs> no, months. No, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember the first two times we met. I oh, have really? no memory. Oh, she was a bitch. I love bitches. <laughs> oh I God, love Bert. bitches. She was. A, she still is a bitch. She. She really is, but I like that about her. I'm a bitch, her. and I feel like I'm always with people who like bitches. Yeah, uh, I I don't think you're a bitch. You have you've had to well, teach me if you. You think... don't know me well. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, no I wasn't Tasha talking Leanne. to you. Oh, okay, you, okay. I think you're. She just became a bitch right there. No, I think you're a huge bitch. Don't worry about it. I definitely. No, no, no. I don't know you well enough to know one way or another. I'm not a bitch. I just zone out. Like I used to. Like always, just put my credit card out. That is true. When we first started dating, she would like walk up to like the checker, and she would be not looking at him and just put her credit card in his face and but we it did... was just like out of a habit like i was still being nice during the whole transaction not, no not really no oh you think i'm someone who's mean to people who are waiting on me no but that, i'm not but that was something i that was something that we we worked through yeah that's true she did that to me she said that i was not that i was curt with people on the phone I said that? No, no. no Leanne said oh, that. We're going to have okay. to figure gonna, out who's married to who. <laughs> right? This whole thing is like a wife swapping fantasy that we... I don't know if you... I, I didn't I tell you that, it. Bert. I'm so sorry. But that's actually what we're doing here. No, uh, well, she said you were Kurt. Are you Kurt to people on the phone? I didn't know I was. And then I realized I was calling people and I was just going, uh, uh, Reg Stockerman. And they'd be like, sure. And Leanne's like, say hello to somebody. Or say please. Then. Please. I say please. Or thank you. I didn't realize I was doing it to, you know, Cowhead, uh, Mike Calta down in Tampa? No, but that sounds like a radio cowhead. guy. <laughs> Are you familiar with Cowhead? Or, <laughs> you, you ever been in the Tongue Zone? You guys Bubba never? Love Sponge. <laughs> anyway, Cowhead. cowhead. Let's, I, get, I was, let's get to the important figure here. I called Cowhead's show one time and Carmen was answering phones and I just said, hey, is Cow there? And then she said, "You." she called me out. She goes, you know, you're an asshole. Like, you don't say hi or anything to me. And I was like, and I was trying to defend it. I was like, I'm not trying to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to Cowhead. Like, I'm, I'm calling in to do. I'm calling that was your defense? It was work. I don't. It's <laughs> not right? Like, not a great. Yeah. Ha- have you ever heard of the phrase greasing the wheel? I didn't know. I, I had never. But I, you ever heard of the phrase greasing the cow? You never <laughs> if you want to grease the cow, don't buy the milk for free or something like that. Yeah, we have an electrician, and I always, whenever I text him, he's kind of this eighty-year-old guy. Like he's really cool. He's a little older. I don't know if he's eighty. Maybe he's only like seventy years. Maybe he's sixty-five. Who knows how old he is? But anyway, he's always like, "How are you today, Natasha?" He's always just like, I hope you're having a nice afternoon. He just kind of always like adds that into every text, no matter what. And I'm yeah. like, I have to always remember. So now when I text him, I'm like, hi, Sylvester. How are you today? Do you think you could come by Wednesday at 3.30? <laughs> you know, like, I. but it's a nice, you know, yeah, a little bit of extra. I would like to share some of the people we have worked with us at our house with you because we have fallen in love with a couple people that work with us that I don't even know. I, I don't even know if they're grifting us. But we have. Uh, what do they do? We have a we have a tree guy, Mister named Mister Lloyd Gamble. I don't know how old he is, but he's an old black man. 
white hair, and he just comes, he'll just go walk right into our backyard, look at our trees, and be like, $150. We don't even, we don't even question. We're like, even know, he doesn't even tell you what's wrong. He just tells you a money amount. Yeah, and we, just, we love him because he's like. He's from Baton Rouge. And we both grew up in the South, so there's something really warming about a guy like that. I remember he said, uh, he got up in our, we have a queen palm, and it's filled with rats because we have a. Oh. Uh, I know, I know. Get rid of the queen palm. Oh, it's such a beautiful, it's beautiful. tree. It's How like, big is it? It's like 100 years old. It's uh, huge. And he, and rats he, he, come Lloyd in Gamble it? just showed up with a flute and just played them all out the <laughs> front yard. <laughs> He's up there. He's up there, and I hear him yelling at something. I go, Mr. Gamble, is everything okay? He goes, you better be lucky you got an old country boy who ain't afraid of rats up here. <laughs> I said, really? He goes, they're crawling all over me. <laughs> oh, my God. He's awesome. awesome. That He's is awesome. what you want with someone like that same thing with Sylvester, our electrician. I go to him, and he's talking about electrical stuff, and I always want to be like, how do you make a marriage last? Like He just feels <laughs> like he's got all this information that I don't know. Lloyd Gamble. We should call this Gamble. I would Lloyd love to have trees. I would love to just send them to your house, and you guys just watch them go to work. We do We do have trees. We have trees. Wait, I want to know. So I want to know something you guys fight about. Ooh, okay. I, oh, I want to start. I want to start. Wait, let me just tell you, like, because Moshe and I talk a lot about core issues. Like, you know, you sometimes will have the oh. same fight. Like, people say, like, when you get married, you have the same fight over and over. Yeah. But I don't know. Is there anything? Can I guess what yours is? Is that you let Leanne talk too much? <laughs> You are right. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's got to be annoying for you. I never shut up. <laughs> I'll let Leanne tell it, tell it what we're fighting about. No, no, you go ahead. What's the core issue that we're fighting about right now? Yeah, oh, yeah, what are you guys fighting about right now? I, I don't know. We've had so many this week. I've lost track. We've had a lot this week. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, no. Mainly, it is I have a fear of getting old and dying, mm. and Leanne's comfortable with that. So we're looking at houses right now, and she's saying stuff like, well, you got to remember. You know, we can only be going up and down these stairs for a few more years. That's oh, not geez. true. And that, that terrifies you. No, this Leanne, is, let's no, face it, that is on. very depressing. That's dark. Well, listen, but if I actually... And you guys are young. No, but if I actually said that, it would be depressing. She didn't but say instead, that per se, but I read into what I, she said I say, and I spiraled. But this is our biggest fight. And That's I, how you received what it. Did, oh what did you God. say? I said, like, I said it kind of half-assed jokingly, like three months ago. And now every house we go to is like, oh, retirement. I don't know if we can go up those stairs in retirement. And I'm like, dude, I said it fucking one time. I will tell and you. I, I didn't Wait, really can you not go up it. steps when you're retired? Yeah, when you get old. Yeah, it's not when you're retired. It's when you, re- you retire when you get old. <laughs> and then when you get old, you have a tough time with steps. It doesn't happen the moment you retire. No. <laughs> oh, shit, I, had a I mo- left my wallet up there. <laughs> <laughs> the ARP guy standing up there. Lloyd Gamble, is that you? I work for them too. $150. No, I had a moment today in the car where I was driving my daughter back from gymnastics class and it was really sweet and there's a beautiful song playing and I'm like you Bert like I just realized like oh my, I'm I'm 40 and I go I'm half of my life is gone that was my thought like it was while you were having a beautiful moment with the daughter it was a, a beautiful moment that got punctuated by like oh my god it's going to end yeah but I'll like, tell you why you what you have to look forward to and this is another thing that we don't uh, it's not I wouldn't say we fight over but it's where it's our it's the splinter that we've been getting caught up on is you still have your whole life ahead of you with your daughter. Your daughter's brand new. Uh-huh. I, we're looking at a house. What I would argue was my dream house the other day. And I was like, you know what? We'll take it. We'll tear this down. We'll build a new one into the hill. Three stories. Master suite up top with a grand infinity pool. And Leanne very logistically goes, well, let's not make it for everyone because that'll take an, a year and eight months to build. And George is going to be in college. And I just was like, 
So it's going to be me and you and Isla. No, it just bummed me out it's that scary. my kids are taking off. Does that not scare you, Leanne? The idea that like time is just flittering through your fingers. She's probably spent so much time with the kids. She's ready for them to leave. <laughs> I'm not ready for them to leave, but I am sad about it too. But I, I stay, I stay here. Yeah, I stay very present. What's your secret? Oh, How? I don't know. Is it? Um, I don't know. I don't worry about that. I d- I think about it logistically, like you know, right. realistically, we don't need like a six bedroom house in two years. There's two people, you know, so that doesn't. See, make did you sense. hear that with depression? Yeah, but I heard me, that. I heard I that just, depression. I'm very pragmatic. I'm very what? practical. So no. yeah. I think that's the difference. I'm not. And super probably reactive. Bert really likes that about you. Uh, and I don't I, know if he likes that, or he needs it, or yes. he's attracted to yes. it, or he knows he wants it he in his life. It. I live in he hyperbole, and yeah. so I don't live in reality. Totally, and I, I have no hyperbole. There, well, there was this great story that I heard at an AA meeting once. Uh, this guy, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Well, I'm not really in AA anymore, so I can tell all the stories that I'm not supposed to have told during that time. But anyway, uh, but I'm still sober. But yeah, it's a long story. Yeah. At any rate, this guy goes. He called his sponsor, or right, who's a sponsor is like your guide or whatever. Yeah. And he goes. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm I'm just freaked out because this girl I'm dating. I just I don't know if it's gonna work out. I don't think she's gonna like me. And even if she does like me, like what am I? I, I don't know if I'm ready for a, like a long term relationship to move in. And the sponsor goes like, I can't hear you, man. And he's like, What? He's like, he's like Oh, okay. Well, what I was saying was I, I'm afraid because I'm with this girl and I don't know if it's gonna work out. And we're and even if it does, and he goes, No, sorry, still can't hear you. And he's like, Oh, is there something wrong with the reception? He's like, No, you're just I, I can't hear into the future. You're talking to me from the future, and I'm unable to hear. I'm, I'm over here in the present right now. I, I always thought that was like a powerful idea. Like he was like. I, none of this is important information. Yeah. All your fear and all your all, all this like sort of projection, but it's impossible. Leanne, I don't understand how you can do it. It's not impossible. It's something you have to practice, right? You right. have to just practice going, well, I'm not going to put my energy there. If I put my energy here, then what comes there will be even better. So if my energy spent all in the future, then how could I put my best stuff now? And isn't right. there physical energy and mental energy? Like, Because uh-huh. a lot of times, you know, what we're talking about is all in your head. Totally. So, so then you'll just be trying to focus on the task at hand mentally, right. whatever that is. But yeah. what is it about death that scares you so much? That I can't get out of it. That it's impossible to stop. It's impossible. Yeah, no it's matter how right. how good you are at like no, no matter what. tricking people or oh yeah. god, no. I mean it, it woke me up last night and I, I, I sat up in too. bed and I was just started breathing prayer and I thought no, I can't stop it. One day they're gonna put me in the earth and right. I don't know if I'm gonna wake up and I don't know if I'll be in that body and no one can tell if you're in that body and then but you'll be dead so you won't know. Yeah, but well, what, that's what, if, what he doesn't yeah, want. That, yeah, that's I don't exactly know what, what he doesn't want. <laughs> I relate to you so much. I get, oh. I do the w- sit up straight in bed. Sometimes Natasha, sometimes you when you're like, "Are you okay?" It's because I've just been thinking about death too much and I just sit up. Really? And, yeah, oh my gosh. It sucks. I don't it, ever think about it. Wow, that, I, well, Leanne and I are just like slightly more evolved than you guys. It's true. Okay, <laughs> I'll, take it, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> I, I, my friend Jacob Siroff, a great comedian, describes it as a life. He's like me and you. He describes life as like one of those walking sidewalks at the airport, but then at the end of it, it's just a drop, and there's no way you Ooh. can stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna find. I, I remember listening to some Ram Dass stuff on death, and it just all makes so much sense that it's just like. It, it should not concern you in any way. Oh. It's true. It's so inevitable and so impossible to stop, but it is so scary to me. Here's what it is, is I have lived, and we talked about this a little bit, I've lived in this make-believe world for a solid 46 years, <clears throat> considering like I, I just I never thought the party was going to end. I'd just get on a plane, and I'd drink until I blacked out, and I'd wake up, and I'd have a drink when I got home, and 
I mean, really just lived in a world where I never, there was no repercussions for my actions. And my cardiologist appointment recently was the first time I felt uh, signs of like, of like, oh, hey, your cholesterol levels up, uh-huh. your blood pressure levels up, your your liver enzymes are up. Like, you need to, you have to lose weight, or this is going to be a problem. Right. And I was like, well, what about my drinking? Goes, it's not about your drinking. He's like, you're 258 pounds. You can't live like this. Right. And I for the first time ever, I started looking into my past, going like, did I need to drink that morning? Right. Did I need to do? Did I have I needed to live? Like, just going fuck it, carpe diem, and now I'm going. I want to live longer. I want to. I don't want to be our neighbor who's fucking wheelchair bound at fucking seventy because oh. she drank and smoked right. uh, until she couldn't really walk. I mean, she drank and smoked until like a year ago. Yeah. Oh my god! There was this Kelly Slater quote. You know, Kelly Slater. I love Kelly surfer. Slater. He said something recently that like re- re- I, I felt like I really resonated with me. It was like talking about like his health regimen. He's a world-class athlete, so yeah. well, it's like, okay, it's easy for you to say, but he was basically like, I don't exercise now so that I can be fit now. I exercise now so that I can still be surfing with my great-grandkids when I'm 85, you know, so I can still be getting up. And it's all these like little little foundational sort of platforms that you set up for yourself for when you get old. Because I do feel like at our age, like when you hit 35, it's like if you're not in a, if you're not in a zone of taking care of yourself and taking yeah. care of your body, then you are, you, it's, you are not not planning. You are making a plan to have a shitty yeah. uh, Here, older Here's life. what I think you should do. Get a four-bedroom house and then hire a personal trainer and some sort of like vegan chef. Even if they just came once a week and like teach you how to like, you know, some kind of like, because I think it's bad when people all of a sudden just get on like Lipitor. Right. Well, his, his general doctor was like, I actually don't want to put you on blood pressure medication because then it's like, a license to thrill, right? Right. Is that? Do you think the reason that you guys work together so well is like you're clearly an adult, and like, <laughs> and like clearly, and, and, and like, and no, I mean that as a. I, that's a no, I, I take yeah. it as and such. Bert, you're like you're like a a boy that won't grow up. Like 100%. I think of you that like that like in a positive way too. Like, is that why this partnership works so well? Is you're kind of like, or is she your kind of? Uh, Pole star, you're what are they called? Load star, the the person that you focus on for stability. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I, I mean, yeah. It's funny because I think people don't see what I get out of this relationship as clearly, right? <laughs> because it's not as clear. <laughs> it's not, it's as, not clear. as clear. It's not as clear. Well, you get you get to laugh at home a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Hundred percent. Are you kidding no, you me? You get to put the blood pressure medicine in the Monday, he, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday he, caps. He is a head case at home. He doesn't so, like. He doesn't like say no, funny things. No, sometimes he said something she really funny never, today about having salmonella and shitting blood. But that does sound other than funny. that, no, no, he's not super funny at home. He's very intense, <laughs> and um, he's very um, micro focused on something. You can't get off of it. Um, he ruminates. He ruminates. Oh my god! Wait, what is it? You just started this whole uh, train of thought going like, no one talks about what I get out of it. You asked he's if he was funny. At, he's awful at home. He's that. intense. He's not, not that good I didn't at say he was he's awful. Maniacal. I can't talk to him. What? I never said he was awful. What's his yeah. best quality? Yeah. What What do you get out of it? He has a, a really big heart. Oh, I thought you were going to go in a different direction. <laughs> I was hoping. That's so. big too, but he fucks me so good. That's it. He's got a really big heart. You do. Yeah, he does. He has a really pure heart. The cardiologist right. would disagree about the pure heart. <laughs> no, he says it's a big, big heart. Big heart, yeah, large. <laughs> well, I, I mean, uh, he would just do anything for anybody, and it's very pure. Like you know, like you said, he's like a nine-year-old kid. So is his heart. Mm. You know, nine-year-old kids are just love, 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 love. 
So that's really great. And, you know, when I was young, my, my dad, who was really savvy, uh, but very simple, country guy, I was complaining to him that I, like, was breaking up with guys, like, every three months. And he said, oh, honey, you're not going to end up with a regular guy. You get bored so fast. <laughs> you're too smart. And you're going to have to have somebody who keeps you on your toes or you're going to walk out the door. So you probably won't meet him until you're in your 30s, and he's probably going to be a handful. And I'll be damned if this guy didn't show up. And that I was like, you wild. know what? I think that might be the right guy. Your dad was sounds your, cool. Is your dad the tree guy? Because it sounds like the same <laughs> guy. Similar. Very, yeah. very <laughs> similar. Very similar guy. He's like he, seeing stuff on the video. He's going to have a story about being on a train right? in Russia. <laughs> okay. no, dad, hear that story. Her dad uh, is, is driving to Nashville this weekend to drop off all the stuff. That was on my tour bus onto my new tour bus. <laughs> and he said to her, no. Nah. Well, he picked the stuff up when the, when the last tour ended. He drove to Nashville and took oh, cool. the oh, smoker so and the like uh, two cases of vodka. And you bring a stuff. smoker on tour with oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. You mean like a, like a, a smog machine? <laughs> no, a no. smog <laughs> machine. A meat smoker. A meat smoker. You are so what? you. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait wh- what about your cholesterol? No, I'm, I'm that's. Uh, <laughs> You're smoking meat on your yeah. own meat on your tour? Yeah. We smoke meat, and I have a bunch of beach chairs, and I have like some paintings. Where do you put up the beach chairs? Well, like when we get to a place, we'll he put tailgates up the, uh, in we his own place. Place. He does. Yeah, he does. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, to totally God. serious. I tailgate in my own shows. Liam, I don't know how you could deal with this. Wait, hold on. I think that's hysterical. No, that's it is very oh. funny, but like that just seems like that personality. Yes, it's does exhausting. seem like a, that exhausting. personality is exhausting. It's not so we, exhasting. We've it's gone not exhausting. I was just trying to get her to start sticking up for you. See, she yeah. loves you. We, no, we, I do we, totally. Yeah. We've gone through what, like, because the story, the narrative is more clear. Like you said, everybody always says what he gets out of it, not you. So I would like to know what is the the place that you feel weakest in this relationship? Weakest? Yeah. What What would I say? He would say, or what would Ooh, I say? Great. Let's, or, hear, let's both. hear both. <laughs> yeah. What I would say is sometimes uh, his emotions overpower the situation and I don't get to have mine. Wait, wait. I think we're saying what's wrong with you and not what's wrong with me again. I can have mine later. Uh-huh. But in the moment... So, so, so you're saying you repress your emotions for his I have to, to hold like on breathe. To him, yeah. And, yeah. His get really big. They fill the whole room mm-hmm. and then mine has to kind of settle down and be really patient. You put yours on the back burner yes. almost. Yes. I feel is. like I do stuff like that too. Right. But I don't really have... I'm not a very emotional person. But that's the I'm thing not I- either. Uh, that's the thing. You're practical. Practical, pragmatic person. I remember when I was really young, my, my dad left my mom and we were all really little and my mom started crying and my little brother started crying. And I just remember thinking like, okay, everyone's crying. I can never cry. Yeah, I can and never so, cry like, either. I just feel like I've, I can't shake that. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like I have to be strong no matter what. I've been trying to this whole relationship to break her down and make her cry, not once. But it is true. You're not an overly emotional person. I don't think of myself as an overly emotional person. I'm very patient, I think. I uh, And I just kind of, I understand his point of view a lot. He doesn't ever think I do, but I do. But I still have my emotions too. So I, I try to... I try to take care of myself in the moment, but I usually end up having to wait to do that. What's interesting, too, is the thing that you also love the most about him, his big heart, is exactly. kind of the also the, the yeah. thing that is hard. Yeah, and I think the reverse is true also. I think he would like more emotion from me a lot of the time, and I go, I could make it up, but that'd be a lie, you know, <laughs> right. and I don't lie, so I can't really she do that. She tells the truth way too quickly. Right. <laughs> I do like tell the truth not, all the like time. It's, it's, it's like disarming. 
Like his, my, me and my family didn't grow up with the truth. We grew up with, let's say what we need to say to make you feel better. I don't do that. She doesn't do it. My sisters were thrown off. No, it was hard. You was tell hard. the truth. I think I'm more of the truth teller in our relationship, and I think she's Oh, I'm more like of... a great liar. I love to placate people. Oh, and... I'm, I placate the fuck out of people. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't either. I, if you burn me, what I do is I talk behind your back to everyone <laughs> that matters to you. <laughs> There's people that have st- like stolen jokes from me that think they're close friends with me, and I've, I've destroyed them behind their back. Oh, wow. You don't want to tell them? Nope. You don't want to be like, why'd you steal that joke? Nope. Too confrontational. Too, Too confrontational. confrontational for him. You thought uh, I was weak. You thought I was weak. I'm going to show you I'm not. Right. <laughs> By the way, this is my biggest broken part. Now, if you're a friend of mine and I think that it's parallel thinking, I'll talk to you. But if I know there's a joke that, I, that of mine that you've taken, um, I one time I confronted the person and it didn't work out the way I thought it would and it was really bad. It was even worse uh-huh. because then I got blamed. Wait, what did they say? Oh, it was a bunch of gaslighting and uh-huh. and and then I it got really bad. It was like one of the probably worst things I've ever dealt with, friendship wise and then career wise and and then I decided from that point on that if if you burned me in that way, it's I've gotten really bad at it too. Like if you raise your voice at me in a way that I feel is threatening and I haven't warranted it, then I'll I'll fucking I'll be a bad person too. To, you'll get into a conflict with them directly. Nope, nope, oh, nope. No. I let it feel like it's You're squashed like, it's all good i make sure that the people that because you know i mean i don't know it's it's kind of, it's kind of shitty of me but I, I don't know how to i don't like confrontation i'm just thinking right now i don't know if i can trust no, you you've because, never no i, I, would, I, I wouldn't trust me i might have already i might have already crossed the line no. with you and you'll never i'll never know i'll just be like you can ask why me did i'll get tell you there's only it's only three people i'll tell you that who they are after the show well, you, you guys seem to really balance each other out. That is, I think the, we do. That is the primary message that I get from the two of you is that you guys are like a scale and you balance each other out in a really kind of beautiful way. She's, she, oh, I think, thanks. I think sometimes Leanne looks at me. This is going to sound bad, but like a, a younger brother that she can. Her and my daughters kind of bully me incessantly, and it gets to a place sometimes where where it is like the purest laugh where. You're fighting it, you're fighting it, you're fighting it, and then finally you're just like, like I, we had a really big fight. About, I don't know what it was about. What, what did I? What was it about the balloons? Oh, <laughs> sounds good. Oh, it was about it was about <laughs> ear pods, right? Uh-huh. So we had ear pods and and AirPods, AirPods, mm-hmm. and I bought Georgia a pair, and I said to my youngest, Isla, "Do you want a pair?" She said, "No, I'm going to lose them." And I said, well, that's no reason not to get something, honey. And she goes, no, Dad, I don't want that responsibility. I will lose them, and then I'm going to feel bad, and I don't want to feel bad. So I said, well, fuck it. I'm getting you the earpods. So I get her the earpods, and immediately she loses them. And you get mad? And st- no, no, I wasn't even around. And Leanne said, here's what you can do. If you want a new set of earpods, she's like, I definitely do. I love them. She goes, then you buy them with your money. If we ever find your old ones, then I'll pay you back, and, and you can. And I'll have a pair and of I'll earpods. I'll have a pair. Because I didn't have any. And I, we knew they were in the house. Somewhere, right? Because the last time she used them was at home, so I was like, "They'll turn up at some point." So They're immediately somewhere. she finds, she buys a new pair, and then finds the old pair immediately. So now we've got three pairs of earpods, <laughs> AirPods, AirPods. So then I go one night. I see here the girls fighting in the bathroom about whose AirPods they are. <laughs> what has happened is Isla has lost now her new set of AirPods sure. as well, and taken George's and just claimed them as her own. And I go, "Hold on, stop!" I said. Like I'm getting really worked up, and I go, it's very easy. We find out 
whose they are by turning on. But wait, you the, left the, out a, an important thing. Isla had named. No, hold all, on. I'm, I'm getting oh, there. I'm sorry, getting there. I'm sorry. getting there. I do this for a living. So but I she go, corrects you for a living. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this all you're going to hear what she was about to say, but I'm going to say it better. <laughs> so I say it's very I don't simple. Really know how to talk. We turn on the Bluetooth and we find out whose patches up to whose. So I turn on the Bluetooth. I go, all right. Whose earpods are named Scrub Nugget? And all three of them raise their hands. <laughs> what? And I go, why would you name them all Scrub Nugget? And Georgia goes, Isla did that so she can pick whichever one she wanted. That's very funny. <laughs> We should take some calls, Moshe. Oh, yeah, we should, for sure. Um, I want to say that what's interesting, Bert, is like, you're, yeah, you, you describe yourself correctly as like this, like, party animal, like, endless child, like, I'm never, you know, summer forever, let me yeah. smoke some meats on tour. And your guys' relationship is like very, it's a, adult. You've had kids for 15, six, 15, 15 years, years. Yeah. And you're in the, it's, I don't want to call it traditional, but it's like, it's to me, it's like, your, it's it almost is. like, it's your lifeline to, like normal world Dude, to like people, the real life or people something. say that to me younger comics come over and i our house smell you know you've been to our house our house smells like a hug uh-huh, and, it, right. and, and it just it's always got a, a feel of like bacon or something or baking bread or something in it younger male comics and even even uh adult female comics will always come in and go Man, I, I want to have a like a grown up life like you, and I'm always like I'm a fucking mess. And they're yeah. like, no, like you're like a regular person and a comic, like you would imagine Jim Gaffigan to be. Right, like Jim Gaffigan, you, I, I think you go to his house and it would just be absolute chaos. Where it's and just coke just, and strippers, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a good. I think that's a beautiful thing, and it sounds like you guys could could help our callers. So with that, why don't we? Let's take some calls. Let's do it. And now we're going to call Flavia in Miami. Hello. Hi, Flavia. It's Natasha and Moshe. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, we have Bert. We have Bert and Leanne Kreischer here as well. So we, uh, you have a, you have a foursome on your hands to give you the best That's advice so possible. That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm a big fan of all you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So what's up? How's Miami? Oh, it's nice and warm. It's nice and muggy outside. No, I love it. It's great. We love it, too. Tell us about See, that your was life. just an example of Moshe greasing the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what is your question? Okay, I don't even know where to start. Um, well, I, I'm dating this guy. Well, we're, we're, we're together. We're, like, we're really together. We really like each other. Everything's been going great. We like all the same stuff. Um, we get along super well. We like doing all the same stuff. We geek out about all the same stuff. Like... Everything's been going really great. Um, but the only thing is, is that we haven't slept together and it's been a month and a half because we both kind of wanted to wait. Like, I haven't been with anybody for a while. And he had also, you know, gone too fast many times before. So we're like, let's make this special. Let's make it a thing. And I was very excited. And, um, but the other night I totally forgot that we had made plans and I ended up getting drunk with my roommates <laughs> and I was just like, totally shit face. I had a wine night with my friends and like being really silly. And then he texted me and he was like, Hey, when are you coming over? And I was like, fuck, 
So my friends would like clean me up and clean you up. How much wine had you drank? Well, not like a bottle and a half, maybe. Oh, so you were covered in puke. (laughs) (laughs) I I hold myself pretty well, but I still was pretty sloppy. Like they told me that I didn't want to like wear a bra. They're like, no, you have to wear a bra. And like maybe drink a lot of water. And wait, and then you had sex with him that night? That's how you did it? Yes. And I feel terrible about it. I feel because I don't because I don't know exactly what happened. Like I don't know. Oh, you were in the blackout. Like I remember snippets, you know. So I don't know if I kind of pressured (laughs) him and I'm sure it was not good, you know. I'm sure it was not like that special sweet moment that we were both looking for. I'm sure it was just like a sloppy, disgusting mess. So I just feel so awful about it and I and I don't know how to talk to him about it either. Like he says everything's fine, but I'm sure everything's not fine, and I just don't know what to do. I would take it easy on yourself, because I'm sure it was spe- more special for him than it was for you, because, like, I don't know, me and Bert can speak to this. All men dream of the first time with our love, where they're in kind of a, sort of in and out of a blackout, and kind of like, <laughs> like, with a, with a puke bucket by the side. I mean, we all dream of this kind no of bra. thing. No bra. No <laughs> bra. Wig on sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel so bad for her, though, because six weeks is a pretty long time to wait. Right. And then you yeah. want it to be perfect. Exactly. And something tells me Flavia's, Flavia's tone probably changes when she drinks. Uh-huh. She's like, are you going to put it in, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Flavia, well, she wouldn't know. She wouldn't be able to tell you. I think I, I'm, I'm more put together on the outside than I feel. Like, I feel much more fucked up than I look. So that's kind of a problem also. Because sometimes people can't tell how fucked up I am. But, no, yeah, it's awful. I don't know what to do. Well, the answer is very is very simple. <laughs> tell, right. him, tell him he raped you. And, <laughs> and, and then go, listen, you owe me one. <laughs> Maybe no, not. Flavia, that's not what I was going to say. The only positive thing about about you being in a blackout here. By the way, blackouts are bad. They're unhealthy. You shouldn't be having them. But they are pretty magical that, they, that, that you can get from like, I've gotten from different countries to different countries blacked out. Wait, do you want to hear? Fine. You have much, a lot of experience. Oh, yeah. Here. Bert's in a blackout right now. With that drunk sex. But it's very different when both people are drunk than if it's only one wait, person. Wait, you know? wait. As a quick aside, Flavia, if you'll forgive me, I, I've never told this before on this podcast. I want to tell you yeah. the four greatest blackout stories I ever heard. Four? Uh, no, they're they're one second. They're one. They're oh one second God, each. Yes. Uh, but this is from twenty years in AA. These are the four greatest blackout stories oh, this I heard. Is gonna be good. A guy started drinking in San Francisco and woke up in Jerusalem. Oh my God! <laughs> that should make you feel a little better. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I feel. Okay, okay. Let's see if we can get you all the way back. Number two, a guy started drinking. He woke up in a little girl's bedroom. <gasps> oh. No little girl. Just in oh, a little girl's shit. bedroom and was like, where the fuck am I? Jumped out the window, ran away, never figured out why he was there or what oh, happened. Oh, okay. Number three, That's a guy high. was, this one I find a little hard to believe. A guy was started drinking, woke up in a threesome with his girlfriend and his best friend. They had never had any established. That was not like a cool oh. thing. And just assessed the situation and was just like, oh, fuck yeah, 
fuck yeah, and went back into the blackout. That's all he remembered. It was like <laughs> seeing it, anal- analyzing it, and then uh, falling back into blackout. Oh, my God. And then a guy started drinking, woke up beating someone up, and was like, why am I beating this guy up? And I was like, ah, he probably deserved it and kept beating him up. So those are, those are my Do you know Joe four. List, the comedian? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you ever hear about the time Joe List blacked out and shit in that girl's shoe? No. Oh, it's a great story. <laughs> I, too long, too long, too long. But people have done worse, Flavia, is what we're saying. Than make love to someone they love. Than make love to someone they wanted to make love to. Right, right. I'll tell you from a person who could never pull the trigger, I was never good at like a first kiss or like initiating sex or being good at sex the first time. I would I had built that up in my head so much that for me I feel like the guy that you had sex with, I would have been relieved that you got drunk and didn't remember it and we got the first one out of the way. That's smart. What do you think, Leanne? Yeah, I think I think he'd be really really open to a like a do-over. Uh, absolutely. Just ask for a do-over. A lot like, of guys uh, a lot of guys get nervous about the first time cuz we're not we don't last long. We think you're going to something's wrong with our body that and and as a man you're not allowed to vocalize those feelings. So I would be very cool with that scenario. Yeah. And one thing I would suggest is try to not harp on it too much or ruminate about it or keep mentioning it okay. or telling him, God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I think okay. what Leanne said, it's just like, I want to do over, you know, let's, let's, let's have a date. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you want to say that you'll have him make the first move, but that would be nice. Right. Probably. That makes sense. It's like you were saying, Flavia, that you, you just wanted to go back in time and make it not have happened. Unfortunately, blackouts don't work like that. They're time travel in the future. Like you fall asleep now and wake up in the future. But the good news is since you don't really remember what happened, you can kind of restart your whole agreement with this guy because as far as you're concerned, nothing ever really happened. I know, but he remembers well, whatever. what happened. You know, I can't, like, make him have blacked yeah, out. Yeah, but think how also. much fun sex the next time is going to be like that movie Memento. Right. You'll be like, wait, I, I remember this. <laughs> wait. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Don't trust the man in the mustache. And also, don't don't drink too much yeah. again soon That's because right. he's going to be like, oh, red flag. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been drinking if I would have remembered that we were going to hang out that night. Uh, like when we do drink him and I, we might have like one cocktail together or something and that's it. Like we haven't gotten shit faced together at all yet. That's not where like, I think what Natasha and Leanne are saying is good advice is you can start over, but don't make a big to do about it. You don't have to go, Oh my God, I'm a mess. I didn't remember any of it. You just go, okay, let's start our agreement over. I want to try again. Next time we go out, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it special because clearly you like him and he likes you because he wouldn't, I guarantee he wouldn't be telling you I'll wait if he didn't think you were special. Mm -hmm. And maybe he did something shady. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one who blacked out. It's always good to have a sense of humor when you make a mistake right. it is interesting that that's when he finally got got it uh the confidence to have sex with you is when you were like you know incoherent. i would have been that guy i want you're right you're right it'd be weird though if what bert says is true and then you guys finally start having sex for the second time and you flash to a memory of him sitting in his easy chair smoking crack while you're passed out on the bed you're like uh-oh he do did you, do some fucked up shit do you remember what his penis like looked or felt like or no I remember that I was pleased with the size. Great! Right. Right. Yeah. Very nice. Flavia, this is a positive story. That's how you start this conversation. You just go, so I want to do over. Because all I remember last time is I loved your dick. That'd be a great thing for a guy to hear. Absolutely. The only thing I remember is it was big enough for me. So let's start over. Flavia, good luck. Good luck. Okay, good luck, bye. Thanks bye so bye. much, guys. Thanks so much. Have a good night. I love that name, Flavia. 
I think we helped her. Oh, of course. She, it was a classic thing of, I mean, listen, being in a blackout, having sex in a blackout, that's bad. And we didn't really touch on. Also, <laughs> not everyone just, that's not normal to blackout, right? Blacking like I got really great. drunk once in our relationship with some girlfriends. Cause that's, I think what happens sometimes if you're with friends and you're drinking too early, but I never have blacked out. Remember I mean, you, you must have blacked out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you drink a lot? I don't know. I did no. when I was young have and you I blacked out. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was a really heavy drinker till I was about 21. Well, wow. anyway, that seems like that is about as positive of a I blacked out and had sex with someone's story as you could get. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There That's you go. a good job, Flavia. Another facet of this podcast uh, is that we play people's deep, dark secrets from our secrets hotline, oh. and we then we just riff on them. So these are... Did you realize my name on my Netflix special... Secret time. Oh, that's right. I yeah. love secrets. Well, oh, about I love secrets more than anything. Well, that's what I figured is that everybody has one. I don't have a secret. Really? You no. don't have anything? I, I mean, think, me what? neither. Do I have a secret? <laughs> I don't no. have a secret. No, one of the best things that about getting married is when your wife tells you all the secrets that her friends have told you. Oh, that's very oh, funny. That's the best. <laughs> yeah. So, but, well, a lot of people do. And I think yeah. it's very funny that we're all, ever, like, the world is walking around with like one or two things that they don't tell anybody and looking for somebody to tell. There's no better feeling than sharing your secret with someone and them having the same secret. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love secrets. Let's play some. Hi there, Natasha and Bosch. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, I just got done having a sexual encounter <laughs> With a with a friend, he works in a department store. He asked me to come over and come over in the dressing room, and I did. And then someone went in after me. So uh, just know if I get arrested, you guys were the last people I talked to. Okay, have a great day. Bye-bye. What is he saying happened? He fucked his friend in the dressing room of the department store that he worked in. But then someone else was in line And then right him? afterwards when they came out, somebody went in to get changed. That's, oh. I thought go. the same thing, Natasha. I was like, wait, what? Revolving door for his friend? <laughs> I know. I thought his friend on? was just a, like a, like oh, a wait, honey that, that is, is that what he meant? Is that what he meant? Was I don't he think fucked so. his friend? No, I think, uh, I think, I think you're right. Sex. I think he yeah. was so like worked up that they just had sex in a in like a public place i was gonna say was, what kind of department store is this where it's just like the next customer can come in and fuck the little fuck boy in there <laughs> it's gotta be marshall's yeah it must be or a ross, <laughs> a ross. that's irregular fucking yeah. yeah that's pretty hot though to fuck someone at your job in the have you ever had sex at what's like in a we in a dangerous outdoor place a graveyard really yeah over a grave Probably. I was just really obnoxious when I started having sex. I was like, let's fuck in this graveyard. What about you guys? Uh, No, we don't share those secrets. Next question. (laughs) I I don't want to hear Leanne's because I I know that you guys are comfortable talking about stuff like that. We we don't have to press you. No, no, no. I'm comfortable with it, but he's not. Fair enough. Well, I'm trying to think the the weirdest place I've ever had sex. I haven't had sex in a lot of weird places, but I've masturbated in a lot of weird places because I was like kind of a fucked up teenager. I I masturbated. My best two stories are, these are both true. I masturbated on... I love that you never have like one story. You're like, there's four stories about this. (laughs) I started in San Francisco and ended in Jerusalem. (laughs) I did. I jerked off on the short bus of which I was a passenger. 
Really? I, when I was in my, the worst time in my teenage years, I took the short bus to school, and, to like a school for fucked up kids. And at one point, they dropped everybody off. Or maybe not everybody, but the person that was left probably wasn't aware enough to know what I was doing. So I jerked off there. And the other one is I was once making out with this girl in the parking lot of uh, my, this high school. And my grandma came to pick me up to take me to therapy. And I was so worked up that I put the jacket over my uh over my pants and i jerked off with my grandmother driving me to therapy <laughs> oh i love i love secrets <laughs> they make you feel so much better about yours okay right, let's, let's hear another, another one. one hi natasha hi Moshe. so my secret is that when i was a teenager i popped my own cherry Whoa. with my dad's electric toothbrush and I'm pretty sure he still uses it to this day. Oh That's a great secret. That's wow. awesome. Wait, oh, how do you is... know you pop your... You, it blood will come it out? It bled, yeah. It's a little piece of tissue, right? Wow, that is very adventurous to stick it up that far. Yeah, right? Uh, well, that Not is very amazing. Thick. That night, that he thought he had gingivitis. <laughs> By the way, I would never notice. I bleed so much when I brush. Yeah, he's like, I've got gum disease. I think. No, no. I was like, there's blood on here. Is the last time I brushed. That's how it oh my God. You guys have two preteen girls. That is it. Like scary talking to them about sex or seeing them like. Oh, wanna... I've never talked to them about sex. Really? <clears throat> no. Uh, yeah, have you? I, yeah, of course. Yeah, they they think it's really weird and gross and cool. oh, they're young, they're young, they're young, young. So. They're, well, yeah, What's the fifteen year old is actually really young. Yeah, inside that's what you uh, want. She's really young girl. You want, that's great because they're not gonna stay young. I they'll be eighteen and they'll be grown yeah. up. And so fifteen's a good time to be young. I was totally. definitely hitching a ride to the health department to get on the pill when I was fifteen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been on the really? pill for a year at fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my virginity at fifteen, and I remember I was ashamed of myself because I it. Had taken so long i was like oh, oh my I, god this i was ashamed pathetic. of myself for a different reason yeah i was like you just suck at this uh, you, you should have stayed a child were you 15 too <laughs> no 17 because i'm normal jesus yeah. christ <laughs> there's nothing to do in rural georgia you right. Know? i know there's, right but i thought to there. myself all i had to do was fuck fight and race i married ricky bobby apparently <laughs> i you know i lost my virginity when i was 15 and, and i was embarrassed because all my friends were like i've been fucking for like three years now and i was like oh i better get on it and then I realized now they were fucking lying. They were all yeah. lying, all of them. But you grew up in Oakland. Yeah. And you grew up in Detroit? Rockford, Illinois. Rockford, Illinois, yeah. Wait, I don't even understand how it... I didn't know it was possible to just like stick something up there and then ha- do it yourself. Yeah, people... And girls it bleeds? Lose, girls' uh, hymens break sometimes like putting a tampon in or riding a horse. It happens all the time. And But I've cage never... Fighting. I've, cage fighting. Cage fighting, that'll definitely happen. I've never heard a story of it happening from your father's electric <laughs> That is pretty unique. That's and also, amazing. if you're listening, don't tell your dad that. Well, she's not going to. But why didn't she throw the fucking toothbrush away? Just oh, throw the toothbrush well, away. Well, that would be suspicious. Then she'd get in trouble, right. right? Oh, my God. Every father listening to this podcast right now is brushing their teeth going, uh-oh, looking down at their toothbrush going, am I the dad? Oh, my God. Let's we ha- yeah, we have a really, really, uh, one of those neck rolls that vibrates hardcore. And I was in bed with my daughter. And I was I had it on the, my back or on my lower back. And she grabbed it. And put it on her stomach. She goes, "Whoa, this feels good." And I was like, "No, You're like, that's I gotta not go. ha- yeah, that's not happening." I took it from her. I was like, "Really? Oh yeah." But then what's funny about doing something like that is it's the surest way that your child will be like, "Oh." There is something there. I'll yeah. just wait till he goes away yeah. and go grab yeah. that. Anytime you're like, not that. Don't touch that. They're like, oh, great. I'll be going back and figuring I'll be right that back. out. Yeah. Right. Well, Moshe's from the, he's from the Bay Area. So I feel like you have a better attitude about that because our daughter is like only one and a half, but she'll start 
touching herself, and I'm always like, no, I, I that like, kind of freaks me out. Whore! And then <laughs> you're a whore. She, she throws tomatoes at. Her. Yeah. Well, I just don't know how to discuss it. And Moshe just naturally like he grew up naked with his parents, going to hot tubs. And, my mo- you know. my mom had like the opposite of uh, repression when it came to talking to us about sex. It was like oh, she talked to us. She like waterboarded us with, with sex education. In really? a, oh yeah. He you, he would he lived with his grandma, and he would take girls home, and the grandma was like, "You better be making them." Come. Yeah, that is true. So. <laughs> really? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and both Moshe's, Moshe's parents were... Talk about a feminist. Hippie. Yeah. Right? They, that's what it was. Hippie Orthodox Jews. Well, my mom was a deaf. hippie and my dad was an Orthodox Jew, but they were both deaf. And my mom, I do a bit, a long bit about it in my special, but about how my mom, when she found out I started masturbating, brought me to the... Uh, to like a feminist bookstore to buy me like erotica because she didn't want me looking at porn because she thought it was objectifying. So she took me on like a like a porn field trip, but she was also shopping for herself. And uh, and so much and I the the big culmination of the bit is that I like she was buying attachments for her Hitachi magic wand vibrator and I'm like oh how do I know what brand vibrator my mother used because uh, she did I do I need to mention that my mother uh, bought the loudest vibrator on the market and has no relationship to the concept of sound so that's what the soundtrack (laughs) of my youth was. at any rate. Oh, listening to a deaf person masturbate's got to be next level. How erotic. Horny. Very horny. Very hot. <laughs> Just the hottest. I used to have a joke about uh, wanting a deaf chick to give me a blowjob because I saw the movie uh, The Diary and Frank. Not Diary and Frank. Helen Keller. And when she ate, it was just so loud. Just, rah, 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 rah. I mean, it's got to be so hot to have a deaf chick blow you. Well, but it's your mom. If it's your mom, it's, no, it's, it's your less, mom. It's less yeah, hot. Yeah. It's less know. hot. I a little bit. A little I met bit. a deaf couple. They came to my show, and then I and then I went out to eat with them. They were staying at my hotel in Chicago. Oddly uh-huh. enough, in Chicago. And the next, and they were staying at my hotel, and so we went and drank with them afterwards, and we had a great time. And then I said, "Hey, I'm going to get pizza tomorrow. If you guys want to get pizza with me," and they were like, "Okay." So me and my feature act went to go get pizza with them. And we had, I'd underestimated how funny they thought I was because when we got to eat pizza at Lum, Luminati's, Lum, I think it's called Luminati's or whatever, uh, they were laughing so fucking loud. They had no idea about how loud they were. And everyone was staring at us. I'd say, I mean, oh, and yeah. I was like, that's I'd say something, they'd be like, ah! That's my life. You know, all deaf people that I know fart out loud. Really? They all fart because they don't hear it. So they don't know to be ashamed of it. They are aware that hearing people think it's shameful, but you can't, exp- it's not an experience that they've ever had, so they don't care. They all fart. Every deaf person farts. If there's one message from this podcast, it's that all deaf people fart out loud. <laughs> I love it. I love inf- like little tidbit facts like that. <laughs> Should we play another? Yeah, let's play a couple more. Hey, how's it going, Mosh? What's up, Tosh? Um, so, secret time. A little casual. Um, sometimes when my fiance is not around, I will, you know, I'll be doing laundry and stuff, and I'll find, uh, like, the extra sexy underwear, and I'll pick it up, and I'll give it a really good sniff. Um, I'm not into pee or poop or vagina smells or anything like that. I think it's mostly just the nostalgia, but if she ever found out, I'm not sure what would happen. Nothing's wrong with that. I Nothing's think wrong it's with kind that. of adorable. That it's was kind cute. of adorable. But he was trying to make it adorable, too. Yeah. What's the nostalgia of, like, yeah. smelling the... Old ho- pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a good one. Oh, Nothing like a week ago. Oh. <laughs> Unless he was smelling his mom's or he something or misses, his sister's. I guess he's saying he misses her or something like that. I've smelled the ends. Have you? Dirty course, underwear? Yeah. Yeah, My yeah, dirty yeah. underwear you yeah. have? Yeah, of course. I don't... <laughs> 
it's funny. That's like five funny. seconds ago, you're like, that guy's cute. And then you're like, you fucking perv. Well, yeah. I mean, the guy, this guy he hides nothing in my house. I was just surprised I hadn't caught him doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he did it. It's just that I hadn't caught him. He walks in with it on two earbuds in. It's like, I am the scruff nugget. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think, yeah, that was a pretty innocent secret. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, Yeah. he's cute. What else have we got? Uh, Hi, guys. I'm driving to work, and I wanted to tell you guys my secret. It's really nothing super-duper juicy, but when I brush my teeth, every single time, I gag horrendously. I don't know why I gag. It is an everyday occurrence every time I brush my teeth. Seem to take dick fine with my husband, but... Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, all right. I was falling falling asleep in the middle of that secret. I mean, that is very funny. Because she's telling a secret. It's like, it's like uh, sometimes if I don't eat for a long time, I feel, I don't know, like faint and like I want to eat. I'm like, yeah, fucking, that happens to everybody. But I did like that she... But then I see a little person and it goes away. <laughs> but she's like impulsively gagging hers or compulsively no, I, gagging hers. Everybody no. gags when they brush their teeth. Not, uh, no, I don't gag I when do. I brush my teeth. If you brush your tongue. I did like that, though. It was such a boring secret. But then in the end, she was like, oh, and by the way, I fucking hardcore th- get throat fucked by my husband so <laughs> yeah just just to round this secret out yeah that was kind of cute i guess but i was gonna say like maybe don't do that i don't think a guy wants that. like when you're brushing your teeth in the next room you're not like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no but i know how to t- i know creepy how to- as shit if you're brushing your teeth next to your wife and she's just sitting there like jenna jameson <laughs> you know what's funny is moshe you know how he brushes his teeth at night he's laying in bed vaping and he's like Hey, honey, can you bring me a toothbrush? And I say, okay. And so I have to bring him his toothbrush so he can, like, do his electric toothbrush in bed. You don't have to do it. It's just a sweet little we, part of our relationship. Wait, do you not use toothpaste? He yeah. uses toothpaste, but no water. You don't spit it out? No. Can we play Why? another secret, please? <laughs> no, hold on. Why don't you spit the toothpaste? Do you have like a special kind of toothpaste? Because he doesn't want to get out of bed. Oh, come on, Do you Natasha? swallow it? No. Can we what play do you another do with it? What do you do, do, do it? Or spit swallow? It, I spit it onto her panties and I sniff them while I jerk <laughs> off while she's out of town. If you have to know. <laughs> I think it's cute and I don't mind doing that for you, but I know it's not normal because I've never done that before. Well, I use a very little bit of toothpaste because I heard once that, you, that people use too much toothpaste. And that causes Alzheimer's. Really? No, that, that's what you're going to say. <laughs> that does sound like something you hear in the news. I only floss. Oh, shut up. I don't, I don't very seldomly brush. Really? I'm a big flosser. I floss and water pick incessantly. But you don't brush every Why night? I do, brush? I do brush. I do brush, but not. I don't brush. I definitely don't brush as much as I floss and water pick. It's usually the other way around. You, I love water picking my I should teeth. get a water pick because I don't floss enough. <gasps> you should so definitely floss, though. Because I know. it's like that's, that's my, a big my I dentist, have a flosser in my pocket. My dentist once told me only floss the teeth you want to keep. <laughs> these, I, I carry was, these. Everywhere. Good. Yeah, I have cool. these ever I what I do is I'll buy a pack and I'll just grab handfuls and put them in places that I know I'll be. That's smart. Oh, that must be really nice for you, Leanne, to see like <laughs> Well dirty no, that tooth, I don't mind. Toothpicks but everywhere. when he's done with them, he just drops them. Yeah, yeah, so on yeah. the floor, it doesn't matter. I pick up probably five a day. We've had it's friends awful. see these flossers on the street and take pictures and go, Hey, was burnt on the corner <laughs> of Laurel Kid. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. It's he like also files. cleans his ears and then puts the used Q tips like on the door jam. Ew No one can reach him in our house. <gasps> they gotta get a ladder. Wait. 
I don't, I don't know why. That dominance, dominance, dominance. Wow. Oh, it's like a gorilla. Patriarchy. It's like a gorilla shitting in his territory. It's how he gets us back for bullying him all day. Oh, oh the best one ever. I wouldn't the be best one like ever. One time I cut my toenails. Oh, and I, you're going to love this. And I had all big pile of toenails. Oh. And I didn't want to go scoop them up and walk in the trash can. So I got a piece of tape. That was on Which the he, by the way, had to get up and walk and get. <laughs> and I took the tape and I taped the toenails underneath our coffee table. So then, cut to like eight months later, we're you moving out of our. I completely forgot. No, I was cleaning. That was your oh, yeah, yeah. solution. Wait, did you do it for convenience or as so, a prank? I didn't. I just for me, it just made more sense. Well, because like for, he's working from a nine-year-old's brain. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's either creativity or rebellion. That's one of the two. Oh, interesting. So, in everything in his life is creativity or rebellion. I feel. Um, I just got my gun back. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I just got my gun back. She after took it from sto- me. After this story. I confiscated it because... She confiscated it and hid it from me because she didn't like the way I was using it. He's not good. How were you either. using it? Were well, you using a, it how that girl popped her cherry with? How did you get a wife as cool <laughs> as her? I had, there was a flashlight yeah. on my gun and I was using that as my flashlight. I took Burr. it. I took it. Why did you give it back? Because he bought a I, thumbprint uh, gun safe. And I was like, okay, if it's locked in that safe. So you were just like looking around for like the I take remote, the trash out with, the, with my gun. It I, was ridiculous. Wait, what about your daughters? Do they know about the gun? Like if you had a oh. gun talk? Um, I, yeah, I would be the one that has done that. Oh, now. you want to talk about, about sex, sex or guns? Sex, guns. Or <laughs> yeah. Well, I grew up with, I mean, in the South, again, I grew up with guns. I got a gun. My first gun was when I was eight. But it's a very different mindset when you grow up with guns than what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Nobody's having the guns are bad conversation. We're having the Bert should not have a gun. Bert should have a gun. That's right. That's right. Bert should not you know have a gun. I, you know what I did? When she gave me my gun back, I said, I said, turnabout's fair play. I'll show you where I hid my shotgun. Oh my That's because God. he didn't think I knew where he hid it. You did not know where I, I hid it. Know. You Aren't did you not know. Are you terrified having daughters in the house? Your kids are probably really mm-hmm. good. No, I'm not terrified. I mean, I grew up with guns in my house, and I feel like if you if you I mean, this may be really naive of me, but the way I, I mean, if you teach them not to touch them and they, they kind of are that kind of kid where they're not going to touch them. George will never touch it. I love some of the P.S. You guys have daughters. I, mean, yeah. I just do think it's a little bit, yeah, a little scarier when it's two sons. We're like, if I had two boys, that's it would probably be a, yeah, I probably wouldn't be as callous with yeah. it. But anyway, she was cleaning the table. When eight months later, and and I found the toenails. The look on her taped. face was so wor- like I didn't. I it was never my expectation to see her untaped toenails and go, "What the fuck?" <laughs> but let me ask you something. What? Like you know, she puts a lot of energy into the house, right? Yeah. Like when you're doing that, you're just not thinking of anyone. You're just like, this is just funny. No, just, no, I don't even know if I'm thinking like, about that. Think, like, sh- <laughs> you're she might you, get mad. You're giving you too much no, credit. No, 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 no. Disrespectful. No. To the new coffee table. No. no, Bert's just going. There's a pile of toenails here. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> well, what I never understood. Very creative, I guess. Is he if he if he could have walked to get the tape and then walked back. Stick them on the tape and then stick them under the table. Why the hell didn't he just scrape them in his hand and put them in the garbage? I guess. Yeah. Like two steps. I wasn't steps. done with them, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Well, they see what yeah. they would be like in eight months. Yeah. And it's not because he's disgusting. It was nostalgic. It was yeah. nostalgic. Just like the panty sniffer. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I nostalgic. definitely smell my... If I cut a toenail, I smell it. Ew. All right. <laughs> Wait, we... you don't smell your toenails? No. no. Are you serious? Oh, no. Can we cut that out? I'm grossing no. out. No, we keep it in. Out? Keep it in. <laughs> if you find something on your body... No. Like no. a crusty thing. No. I don't have those. But if you had one, you wouldn't smell it? No. I would kill myself. No. <laughs> with your gun. With the flashlight pointed at her forehead. Flashlight blinding you like a car coming at you. That way she couldn't miss. Oh, the flashlight. shit. Flashlight. Okay, let's call Lindsay in Oregon. Hello. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. How you doing? It's Moshe Kasher and Natasha Legero. And we have special Hi. guests this evening. Bert and Leanne Kreischer are with us as well. Fantastic. Hi, guys. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, she was about to like, you know. She's like, I'm not, uh, doing not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lindsay, tell, tell us what's going on. So, it's like not a huge deal, but uh, my boyfriend... I moved into his house that he had before we met and he doesn't care about interior design at all. And he's quite the outdoorsman, I would say. Oh, Um, I know where this is going. Where in Oregon do you live? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, yeah, I live like 40 minutes outside of Portland, but you get a little bit out of it. And it, yeah, anyway. Um, Tell us what's going on. What do you, what, what's your dilemma? My dilemma is, okay, so he told me he doesn't really care about what the house looks like. So I made some like minor adjustments when he was gone hunting for like a week. And I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> This is brave, by the way. For Some you, minor adjustments. For a man to go out with two guns in his hands and for you to change his living space and just hope it all works out. I just want to applaud your bravery, by the way. I took your elk down. <laughs> what did you do? What did you change? I mean, I took down. He had just really awful. There's still awful stuff. So that's my, but my dilemma is that... Um, I compromised, and now I'm like, how long do I wait until I just take over? Because it's, it's like, on that hunting wait. trip, he shot an elk, and now I've got this giant elk in my living room. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> wait a minute. Le- Lindsay, did you not hear Bert when he was riffing on your real life? You really did take down his elk. That's amazing. She lives out where we're Colby Covington and Cam Haynes live. <laughs> Okay, so here, so your dilemma is you married like a, a a hunting country boy, and you want to turn it into like a kind of mid-century modern kind of fancy hipster house. Is that about it? Oh, not hipster necessarily. I just don't want like animal carcasses. I have an idea. Okay, how many bathrooms do you have? Two. Okay, so his his bathroom, the one he uses the most. You have to like turn it into this like funny like like paint it some crazy color and then let him have all of his stupid animals hanging in the bathroom. Make it like a whole theme. They won't or fit, they won't fit in the bathroom. Okay, okay. What about like? Does he have a closet? Does he have like? 
Does he have like a, a room? Like, a, like Moshe has a small, tiny bedroom in our house that we use as a closet. Does he have any sort of like personal space that's his? I kind of tried to do that already because we have an office. Um, that's where it goes. Put, and he gets one um, piece for the living room or for like one piece. He's got to pick or you guys have to agree on the piece because I think that like one could look kind of cool. Here's yeah. Here's your dilemma. It's uh, is you're but gonna absolutely. He is not your your house is not a hunting lodge. No, you're gonna have to lie to your to your boyfriend. You're gonna have to lie to him. You're gonna have to turn the office into a menagerie of dead animals. I work in there though too. <laughs> you, well, you're gonna have to deal with that. The one room you're gonna have to lose one okay. room. It's compromise. It's a compromise. <laughs> but here's what you're okay, gonna have fair, to lie fair. about. You're, you're gonna have to say I love the elk i love the elk so i want that to be the centerpiece of our living room all the other animals go into the office but the elk as you know honey i personally love it it's gonna be hard to turn that around because i cried when it went in our living room <laughs> i was crying out of sheer joy for how much i love make him jealous oh, yeah. of the elk <laughs> say stuff like i want you to fuck me like an elk in season <laughs> that would be a good idea and, and then sometimes go hey d- yeah don't look at me i want to look at the elk and then he'll be like well get the elk out of here i want you to look at me also when you guys have kids which probably you'll have kids right you can't have like a bunch of like dead animals hanging on sure the wall you can uh, every yeah, kid would yeah, love that yeah. that sounds awesome <laughs> It's oh, it's, no. it's only adult it's adult it's adult women that start to really get creeped out by by stuffed animals. I would love an elk in my I, living. I I I have friends that are hunters. I know hunters, and even I get I'm weirded out when you see some of the houses that have like ten elk on a wall. You're like all of them. You put all of them up. Well, you know, and I've grown right. up in the South. So many people have stuffed animals in their house, and usually the quote rule is. Like you have one in a room, unless you have a room like an office. Exactly what Natasha said. You put it all in one room. But if you put one, then it can be like a showpiece. That's but if I'm you saying. have eight things, then nothing's a showpiece. Nothing special. And you can tell him too, honey, once we get rich, we'll have a, we can maybe have a hunting lodge and we can dedicate it to all of your trophies. I remember I was at one of those ones and there was just like dead animals everywhere. In this room I stayed in, there was a dead family of otters. Oh my recreated, God. Recreated, <laughs> like sitting on the table in like swimming in a circle. This like t- a male and female otter and all oh. their children. I don't even know how they got them like... Oh Oh my god it was insane but, oh, i love that i think that's the solution but, but it was charming because it was like their house that was just for that in the right. woods i think that's your solution is that you say you can like leanne said you can have pick your favorite one and it'll become the centerpiece of our living room the rest of them go into a room that you guys choose to become your tro- the trophy room and then if neither of those things work then what bert said is a good idea take the elk down take out all the stuffing and wear it to bed one night and just say, this is right. the only I way we'll have sex. That's probably the, yeah, that's probably what I should do, honestly. <laughs> okay, good luck. Tell us how it goes. Email us and tell us if you were successful. Thank you. I appreciate your guys' advice. Okay. Bye. 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 You guys. Well, I feel like we've learned a lot. We have learned so much. I The primary thing I feel like is you guys are perfect for each other because uh, who I mean, who else? You know. And I, also, I, I can no tell one. that your girls are really cool. I met they them. Are cool. They are. Thank you. are cool. They're yeah. really great. Yeah. I Thank mean, you. And honestly, it's probably as a result. Because here's the thing. Not that you're a square. I'm not saying this at all. Yeah, but I, the I, thing I, I about agree. the thing about 
Uh, you can't be a square and be married to exactly. him. Exactly. But no, I, what I'm, I'm making a specific point is like you guys are kind of the perfect combo of parents because you get like good life lessons and responsible information from mom and like wild, creative, bizarreness yeah. from dad. And that way you're both – because the, the two dichotomies are like you could be a mess or you could be a square. And like th- th- you guys have created probably girls that are like – Awesome, creative, it's funny, people it's with funny. life skills. No, but it's know? funny. The I think one, you're right, maybe. The yeah. one that's more like me, the one that is more like me is actually more like Leanne. And the one that's more like Leanne is more like what you think I am. Uh-huh. Like Isla is literally Leanne, had Leanne grown up with people that made her feel safe. Mm-hmm. And Georgia is me had I grown up with people that gave her parameters? Oh, wow. Or had I wow. grown up with people that that's gave me parameters? That's very accurate. That's so interesting. It's so beautiful. I really feel like, you know, we waited a long time to have kids. You guys probably, you know, you've had them for so long. But, like, it really does. I really love having a kid. It feels very, like, I feel like my life is more complete now. And It's super, It's so cool hearing super, you guys talk about fun. it. Because yeah. yours are actually, like... Like full-grown people almost. It is an amazing experience in that you learn so much about yourself and your spouse through learning who your kids are. And my, my goal was always like, who are you? Who are you? Not like, who are you supposed to be in the context of my idea? But who are you really? A hundred percent. It's and like it's, you discover them. that you don't, yeah. you don't create them, you discover them. That's so interesting because right. I feel like I, the messaging I got when I was young was, why can't you be like everybody else? <gasps> oh, lady. Oh, I got that. That's yeah. a whole conversation there. I, didn't, I couldn't be who I was ever. So, so you're actually reacting in a way, what in, in a good way. Well, you're yes. reacting from your own childhood. Like Everything that. she does is a reflection of what her childhood was like. She just told me, like, the girl, she's a, a, a hardcore Girl Scout leader. Oh, I freaking love it. I've been yeah. doing it for, this is my eighth year. That's awesome. And my kids love it. That's cool. And all our kids, we have 24 girls in our troop, and nobody ever leaves. So we must be Aww. doing I, something I really, right. I really want... To be a scout, or oh, we don't. Or, yeah, will you cut that out where he yeah, says we'll her cut name? I, I really want my. Kid. I just don't want anyone to copy totally. our name. Um, <laughs> uh, oh my god, that's brilliant! That is fucking brilliant. Well, I want, that I want. is fucking brilliant. <laughs> but I really want her to be a scout because I really it's important to me that oh, she falls that in love with nature. So and so brilliant. I, so I, that's yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I feel really, like it's like a name that people are going to start using, yeah, and I don't I want to have right, like, right. a lot of competition. <laughs> totally. totally. Um, there's a lot of islands. Oh, wait, let me just, just while I have them, I can just tell they're such good parents. Can I just ask them, do you guys have any tips? Any parenting tips? Uh, I, I have one. Go on the road and smoke your own meat. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one time we really, 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 really fucked up, I, and I, I, I was probably at most fault in this, we lied to them mm. about a punishment. Remember when we told them we were sending them to boarding school? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it and and you didn't. Well, obviously, we we had we, never intended we never to. intended to, but we wanted to prove to them that they needed to be a team. And in order to do that, uh, we said, you know, maybe we'll just send them to boarding school. What do you think, mom? And she goes, you know what? See if they have any availability. So I like get on my phone. I'm like, hey, do you guys have any availability for like next week? Our goal was to break them like stallions. But see, Isla is unbreakable. Isla literally was staring at us like, send me upstate, motherfucker. And jo- Georgia was already like, I don't want to go. Uh-huh. And it it is the one parenting thing I regret the most is that we pushed it until we broke Isla. We finally broke Isla by telling her they were going to make her shower every day. She was like, okay, I don't want to go. <laughs> but the next day, I remember Georgia woke up going, like being like, 
hey, seriously, I'll be a good girl. Like, don't send me to boarding school. Why do you regret that? It seems like it worked. It, yeah, but <laughs> I remember well. feeling like we pushed it. Like, it was it was unfair. Uh, it was unfair because I don't want them to ever think that home that we're not safe and right, home's not safe. Right. And and we did it thinking it would be a good learning lesson for them to team up, but it just... I don't even know if it worked, and I, that's I, the one thing that I know that I because I, I took it way too far. Did you ever talk to them directly about it? How you no, regret it? No. Oh, you about should. how you regret it? You didn't ever talk to them. No, I didn't, never even you told should. her it was a lie. Well, I, I didn't want I didn't want to lose the. Power. I think I've told them it's a lie. <laughs> well, they I didn't mean, go I, to boarding school. They know no. it wasn't. By true. the way, we were we were re- putting on adding on to our house. We were building them both their own room. Like what fucking two mouth breathers think <laughs> we're gonna build your room and send you to boarding school? How much do you think that? Well, it was also after like weeks of trying everything else. Right, you're you know I'm taking away your privileges. You don't get sweets, whatever. Everything we tried, we were at our wits end. Don't right. lie. To we're them like about, we just got to do some kind of hail mary, something here because nothing. Don't is lie to working. them about drugs. I told Liam was up front about drugs. They asked her if she ever smoked pot. She said four times, and she threw up every time. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yes. Interesting. They asked me if I've ever smoked drugs, done drugs, and I said no. And if you guys wait until you're 23, then I'll smoke pot for the first time with you. And that's just a lie. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%, 100% lie. And that's so, not when you regret, though. No. So here's what happens. So I'm, I do a Europe tour, and I come back, and I stop in New York for three days to shoot Something's Burning. And we're shooting it in New York, and Leanne calls, and she's like, I'm worried about you. You've been partying a lot. You've been in Europe, now you're in New York. Like, how are you, how are you holding up? And I said, actually, pretty good. I'm at the end of the day. I go, actually, pretty good. I just had drinks with Ari, but that's it. Um, and I, I haven't I haven't really partied at all today. And then Big J was there, and he was like, well. And I said, actually, I take that back. I got high with Big J and Dan Soder, but I didn't get super high. I got kind of high, and it's quiet. And Leanne goes, you're on speaker. You're on speakerphone with your daughters. <gasps> oh, Jesus. And Georgia, do you remember George's exact words? I don't remember her exact words, but... <clears throat> How long has this been going on? That's right. <laughs> That's right. That makes perfect sense, though, because you're the kid. <laughs> and I felt so... I felt so bad. That is very funny. I have some advice. Yeah, what do you got? I think I try, and I don't always succeed, but I try to always be an adult with them, not a parent. Yeah. You know, not a child, not a parent. Not their friend either. Not their friend friend either. No, not their friend, but an adult. You know, to say, and to explain things. Like, especially, they don't like to do chores. You know, who does? But I say, you know, my job as a parent is to teach you how to be an adult. So adults have to do their own dishes and adults have to do their own laundry. So the reason we have chores is so you can learn those things with a backup. I'm your backup, but you still have to do your chores. And then this turned into... So then they become more compliant with stuff. But then this turned into, what are dad's chores? And I was like, dad doesn't have chores, he makes money. And Leanne's like, no, I think you should have chores. And I was like, how about this? My chore is we'll all eat dinner tonight. How do you like that? And your then chore Leanne, should just yeah. be don't tape your fingernails. So. <laughs> I agree. How about You're you put your dirty like, clothes in the it's hamper? Too, that's too big an ask. I can't yes. do it. Uh, that's actually, Leanne, really good and uh, advice that I hadn't thought about before, and I'll remember that. I really like that. Oh, that's thanks. really smart. Uh, and the one thing I'll say to wrap us up is uh, talking about our fear of death at the, at the end. I don't know if this is sweet or depressing, but... My fear of death always was self-centered my whole life. It was just about me and it had nothing to do with anyone else. And it was just like, I'm afraid of, not that I wanted, I've had a lot of death in my life and in my family and it was very painful, but that wasn't what my neurosis was about. It was about me ceasing to exist. 
And now that we have a kid, my fear is that. And it's also, I'm not going to get to be with her. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be gone and she'll still be here. Mm -hmm. And it's so I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's definitely at least my neurosis has expanded to include someone I care about. I think you just want to wait. If you can meet their kids, that's a successful life. Right. I agree. I agree. Fuck, I hope so, they get pregnant soon. <laughs> <laughs> Slut it up, girls. You guys, thanks for coming on. That was thank awesome. you hey, so much. This has been a blast. Thank you. It really has been a blast. Thank you so much. Really